Hi everyone, before we get into this week's show, we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting what we do. And now we've got a new way you can show your support by buying us a beer. Yeah, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out there. So if you'd like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod to show your support for just £3. Just like Jen did last night, she went on and bought us five beers and we massively appreciate that. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. Right, Greg. Yes. Before I forget. Yes. Move the ironing board. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're back on it now. Yeah, I'll do that now. What do you say? Yeah. (laughs) Did Jane notice that as well? The only bit of a podcast she pays attention to. (laughs) <laughs> oh well how are you i'm splendid thank you how are you good yeah yeah you've shamed me you've shamed Fine. me to having a cup of tea and a glass of water i know sorry but i've not drank for three weeks now really something like that and that's pretty good for me uh yeah i'm doing pretty well lost over half a stone feeling pretty good well done feeling pretty good thank you uh, I've um, I, I, I've been started. Uh, I mean, I went. I said that the other day, but I went for a couple of runs, but then it's been dead mm. sort of icy this week. So yeah. I got. Um, I'm on a trial for. I don't want to sound like we're plugging it, but like <laughs> there's one of these on like on demand fitness things that sort of comes mm. up on your Skybox, like yeah. as, an, as an app. So I signed up to a trial of that. It's dead good. It's like it's like Netflix, but for like workouts. And, it's, oh, cool. and you can do like training plans and then you can hook it up to, hook it up to your Apple Watch and comes up with your like your uh, heart rate on um, on your on your screen and everything like that and you score points for how hard you work and stuff. That's clever. That's good. Uh, but oh, yeah, wow. yeah. How's your week been? What have you been doing? Um, what have I been doing? I should really think of this before we <laughs> get onto the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, not tons, obviously, because of the old lockdown that we're still in. Um, Walks, out on the board a little bit, (laughs) rock and roll. Yeah, Um, nice. uh, Nice. That's it. Think like kids. Think. Do you think kids like point behind your back and go, that old guy on the skateboard? They go, that old guy on the skateboard board's really good. (laughs) And then they look at the dads and go, dad. Why aren't you that cool? Yeah, okay. The dad hangs his head in shame. Good. No? No. Maybe. That <laughs> or they go, look at that big fat <laughs> on that skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Whatever gets yeah, you through the day. It's probably that one. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I, I never. Yeah. What about you? It's an exciting. Um, uh, yeah, similar sort of thing. I mean, uh, I went for um, a COVID compliant walk with my old man on Sunday morning. That was nice. nice. Uh, got some quite nice walks around our way. And I've been watching so many films, just like a ridiculous mm. amount of films. So I think we tagged on to the end of last week's uh, podcast that I saw Game Night. So we had a little chat yeah. about that sort of yeah. last week. And still working through the Harry Potter. I think we've seen three Harry Potters this week. So we watched Order, wow. of, Order of the Phoenix was yeah. like last Thursday. And then we did Half-Blood Prince on mm. Saturday and then last night we did the Deathly Hallows part one, which yeah. you said that's your favourite, and I can completely yeah. see why. I love yeah. it's. I love how it's. I mean, I love the story how it's away from um, Hogwarts anyway, mm. 
but you're right in terms of the whole tone is just different. It's a, it's a proper adventure film, and mm. like it, it's bleak as well. It's really bleak. Yeah, it is. I in my head, and this bear in mind that like I stopped reading the books like towards the end of Half Blood Prince. I, I think I pretty mm. much got to the end of Half Blood Prince, but like, um, and it all sets it up for like. That that yeah right next book they're going to be looking for these Horcruxes and in mm. my head it was going to be this really sort of stupid dark fantasy a bit like you know when they go to get the Horcrux at the end of um, him and Dumbledore get at the end of Horcruxes. yeah 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 mm. I thought it was all going to be like that really dark yeah. and really sort of fantastical but mm. I love the fact that. I love the stuff in the ministry at the start. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it, it's With fun. Dave, the the guy from Dave Coaches. Did you? Yeah, I just thought I don't know that it, it was just great fun. I love the whole uh, bit with uh, where they're at Privet Drive and everyone comes round and you meet Bill yeah. Weasley and obviously yeah. you've got both Gleasons in the room at the same time. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just I, I I got well into it and also. They did it really well, where they cut the end of the, the middle of the book um, into yeah, the, end it, of the first. It, it, it makes so much it sense. It does end at a good, it, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's the logical place to kind of end it, isn't it? Yeah. Did you were you chopping some onions at the end of that film? Oh, with the yeah, um, I, I mean, I wasn't that you heartless. Uh, thing is, though, I, I mean, yeah. Do you know what that character? I don't know. He's in the second film, isn't he? And then he's, mm. they cut him from some of the other films, well, didn't they? In the books, in the books, he's in it more. Yeah. So yeah, we don't, you don't see him much. In fact, I don't think you see him at all in any of the other films. Yeah. Well, they were going to cut, um, when, you know, the first one where you meet Creature, it's, it must be like the yeah. Goblet, Goblet of Fire or maybe, or, no, it'd be Order of the Phoenix, won't it? Because they're a serious black, yeah. the Black House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently they were going to cut him from that film, but then J.K. Right. Rowling went, you better not actually, because <laughs> she hadn't written, finished writing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite important. Long, that? <laughs> like, yeah, you need to keep it. Uh, so, cool. so yeah. So, been watching a lot of Harry Potter. Um, we watched some stuff. We'll speak about later. Watch Wonder Woman, uh, nineteen eighty four. I watched on. I was texting you on Friday, wasn't it? Because uh, I watched randomly on TV. Uh, young, oh yeah, young adult, young adult, or young adult, if you're in adult. the UK. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. It's um, mm. so Charlie's Theron and um, well, uh, Patton uh, Oswald. Oswald and yeah, it was. It's just I don't. The, the thing. I mean, I love. Let me just get my notes up because I've got. I wrote quite a bit <laughs> about it. Uh, I just want to say, Deathly Hallows Part One. Uh, we watched it on the IMAX, so we, <laughs> we drove from. It was when we were at you. Well, I presume it must have been like my last year of uni. Yeah. So a load of us went watching it. Okay. Um, so we drove over from Sheffield. So it must have been like me, Max, my wife, Al, Chris and Nick. Yeah. I think Susie met us and a few others. Yeah. We drove from Sheffield to uh, Print Works in Manchester, yeah. <laughs> watched it on the IMAX. Yeah. And then had a big session in Manchester. Oh. We watched We Are Scientists that night at the oh, Academy cool. and then oh. drove back to Sheffield. Oh, I think someone... Maybe I designated was designated driver. driver. Someone was designated driver. I can't yeah. remember who it was. But yeah, yeah. Oh, so fond think... memories of that one. Jane, are you shout to me? Oh, no. <laughs> She's going, did you shout me? <laughs> I'm going, did you shout me? No, I thought you shouted me. No. Um, so yeah, uh, young adult, it's, I mean, it's, 
if you, if you think of feel good films, this is really like a feel bad film, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's this, <laughs> but it's this amazing like character piece. Charlie Theron is like this, yeah, I think she's like 37, she's divorcee, um, girl who's sort of she was, you can tell, she, I mean, she was popular at school, she's quite. How do you say it? She's very attractive, like, but in a sort of mm. in her personality, she's quite sort of superficial. And she she yeah. decides to come back to her hometown uh, to get back with her ex, who she's recently found out has become a dad with his new wife. But she doesn't care, and she she <laughs> for some reason she gets the impression that she's well, she gets the idea that she's going to have him back, and she's going to yeah. get him. And she kind of like she's an author, but she lives her life in like a film book or well, probably like one of the characters in the, the books that she writes, like in her head, mm. the world is this sort of mad place where like, like a rom-com where stuff like that happens and, you know, they're meant yeah. to be together. And uh, but then she meets that Patton Oswalt's character in the bar, who's just brilliant. And he's sort of like a cynical, I mean, he's, he's disabled, isn't he? And it's all on the back of, mm. as he got, um, he, he got attacked. It was like a homophobic attack in sc- during school, and that. And she makes this odd, sort of odd but quite amazing sort of friendship with him. Mm. And it's just, it's just, it's it's just the story of her really, and it really yeah. delves, but not just in a really clever way. The way it delves into her character, and it's all about sort of. It doesn't show exactly how other people see her, mm. but it you grow to see her in a certain way. But then as the film develops, you kind of realise that actually you've been watching the film through her eyes, but everyone else has been watching her in the same way that you've been watching her as well. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So she's this horrible, entitled, desperate person, but mm. I don't know. It's, it, it's, she's kind of likeable. It's got she's, a bit of... she's very compelling, isn't she, in, yeah. in a very odd, odd sort of way? Yeah, because uh, you kind of want you want to hate her because yeah, like I hated all her values and all that sort of stuff. But you still, by the end of it, you you kind of you feel sorry for her, but you're almost like she's yeah, she's a kid, isn't she? Essentially, she's childish That's it. and she, yeah, she's yeah. A grown grown child. And it's um, I mean, it's got elements of sort of fatal attraction in it as well. Yeah, yeah. But the thing I like, well, not the thing I don't like most, but the reason I watched it, it was on. I was like, oh, I'll give this a go because it's only 90 minutes and it was on yeah. BBC One or something like that. Less than 90 mm. minutes, like one hour 25. And straight away, I saw it when the first, I actually probably might have missed the first five minutes or so because it was um, mm. the sort of opening scene with the music in the car. And it's all mm. awesome music. It's got sort of a teenage fan club. It had sort of four, yeah. non, four non-blondes there as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, it gripped me. It completely gripped me. And I, I think yeah, it finished great, at like one in the morning. Yeah, it's it's written by a, uh, written by Diablo Cody and mm. uh, directed by Jason Raitman. So we like Juno, don't we? Um, yeah, so they're the team. Obviously, she wrote Juno and he directed Juno, and then they've all, they've obviously gone on to do other things. But it was this like winning pair basically, and they've come back. They came back together to make this film, and it, and it's great. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Which actually reminds me, I just want to say this is not technically not news, but I just want to say this. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Jason Raitman. He has he's directing the new Ghostbusters film, which is a it is a, a, a logical sequel to the original two Ghostbusters films. Yeah. The beauty of this is uh, Ivan Reitman, Jason Reitman's dad, directed the first two Ghostbusters films, and it was I was reading about it yesterday, and Ivan, the dad, has yeah. now seen his son's 
his son's Ghostbusters film. Right. Uh, obviously, it's not out yet, but he's seen like a, a, a preview of it. Yeah. And apparently, he, he cried oh. and just said, "I'm so proud that you're my son." Oh, <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> like, it got a bit That's emotional. Really didn't it? I was god, like, wow, imagine wait. the pressure as a son. You like yeah. re- remaking a film that your dad made, and mm. like. Because, I mean, that could have gone either way, I suppose, could it? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, Paul, Ru- Paul Rudd's in the new one as well, which is pretty cool. Which yeah. another thing reminds me, I watched, a little, I watched a film last night. This was off the back of my niece's recommendation. Okay. It's called The Fundamentals of Caring. Have mm. you ever heard of it? It's based on a book. Okay. I bet it, it's, um, hang on, let me get my... I think you would really enjoy this film. Okay. Maybe later down the line we'll set it as homework. So it's it's um, came out in 2016. So it's got Paul Rudd, uh, Selena Gomez, but the main character is a guy called, play, uh, a guy called Trevor, yeah. played by Craig Roberts. You know, okay. the uh, the kid from Submarine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so... he's, he's the lad who directed. Didn't he come on to be? A... Oh, no, I'm thinking of something else. Didn't he end up? Oh no, just say director. Did, did he not? He didn't direct that. Um, what's that? Um, we've watched a film that I'm sure he directed. We were talking about something, weren't we? That he's directed. Hang on. Eternal Beauty. Yeah, Eternal ah, Beauty. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. weird one. Yeah, that was the yeah. Sally Hawkins one. Of course yes. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We definitely spoke about. God, I forgot all about it. <laughs> Well, anyway, so um, he, so yeah, Craig Roberts plays uh, a guy called Trevor who he's got muscular, scler- muscular sclerosis. Yeah. So he's in, you know, he's in, he's in a wheelchair and Paul Rudd's basically applies for a job as his carer. Um, right. Cause he's had like a, he's a writer, but he's had like a tragedy uh, in his past. So he, he just kind of wants to help people. So he, okay. he, uh, he takes this job as his carer and basically the, the he, Trevor keeps sort of winding Paul Paul Rudd's character up, uh, you know, keeps pretending he's choking and and mm-hmm. makes him like take him to the toilet all the time just to just to kind of wind him up. But essentially, yeah. they go on the they go on like a road trip to see these like really underwhelming um, sites in America. So like <laughs> the world's biggest bovine, just this <laughs> stuffed cow. <laughs> and like the world's biggest man-made pit yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a really really nice like story it's very very predictable like mm. you, you know exactly each step of what's going to happen each step of the way but they've got a really nice little relationship and good chemistry yeah. and craig roberts is really funny in it and he's oh, welsh cool. he's yeah. welsh in it you know they don't try it. well they say yeah. he's english but it's just he's just him yeah. um yeah it's really <laughs> good fun you should watch it is a it's a Mega yeah, good little film, good little film. Uh, I'm so far. I'm on. Oh, on the. Are we on the 19th of January? I have seen 19th. Yeah, I've seen 19 films in 19 days. Need to get a life. Well, just in the past four days, I've watched a one, a two, a <laughs> one, two, three, four. I'm Dave, and I'm Greg, and we love watching films. Great films, bad films, blockbusters, classics. Indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film.
Yeah. I was waiting in my head. I was trying to. I was trying to think of an in. I fucking forgot. I was just thinking. Then how do we usually start the podcast? And I'm like, oh well, of course. <laughs> so have you watched anything else? We've, I feel like feel like we've watched loads this week. You watched anything else? <laughs> yeah, uh, I also watched uh, Pieces of a Woman, uh, which came out on Netflix. I think it was about sort of seventh of yeah, like maybe a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of people have been talking about it and sort of like mentioned it to me and said, "Oh, you should watch this." And it's it's got Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby, Vanessa Kirby, English actor who is in About Time. That's the last thing I saw her in. But obviously, she's done loads, loads in the sort of eight years into that. Impossible Fallout. Yeah, yeah. And she's, I mean, she's absolutely phenomenal. So she, they're a couple. Uh, I think they're called Martha and Sean, and they, she, she is heavily pregnant, and she's having elected for a home birth. So she's going into labour, and they, her normal mid- midwife, as planned can't come around at this sort of short notice so they send another midwife around and the first half an hour is this incredible sort of real-time scene of the labor and going around the apartment and the sort of the discussion between them and then moving from room to room and it's sort of incredibly visceral and you sort of and you, you see you like you feel like you're there and, and obviously me and you have both been there at, hmm. at, at that time with with our with our wives and it kind of sort of brings it all back to you so yeah i mean it doesn't go that well uh, well to say the least it goes very badly and it's sort of it's the aftermath of that and sort of what happens after that and how it plays out but it's it's just quite sort of um outstanding the performances especially from vanessa kirby uh if and uh the lady woman who plays her mum in particular i'm gonna to have to get a name because she's just amazing it's uh yeah she's in i can't remember her name but she's in loads of, she's in um ellen burston the exorcist yeah ellen burston from the exorcist yeah she's the mum in the exorcist oh, she, uh, yeah she is just incredible and she's not a likable character but you just she's sort of she's just absolutely captivating so yeah and it's it's definitely you know worth a watch i think it's going to sort of be talked about quite a bit in sort of coming months Mm. um but yeah piece of a woman that's on netflix wow so greg (laughs) yes that was a long intro but let's get into it Um, what's coming up on today's show cue the music Mm. Next up, Dave's handed in his homework. That's uh, the 2016 Oscar winner, Moonlight. Uh, we've got this week's film news. Then we'll talk about a new release this week. It's Wonder Woman 1984. This week's So Solid You is the Lego movie. Then we've got Everyone's a Critic, and we're setting homework. Real. Excellent. Let's, Let's do it. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's make Let's a podcast. It. Let's make episode 32. Three? 33 you've done the notes wrong why not Have I? I just don't know that I just didn't change them okay from last week catch up I run by this old this old lady I was running hollering cutting a fool boy this old lady she stopped me Running around, catching a boy that light. In moonlight, black boys look blue. You blue. That's why I go call you. Blue. Say your name, blue. 
At some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you gonna be. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. So last week, Greg set me uh, the 2016 Oscar-winning movie, okay, Moonlight, as our homework, and yeah. I'm happy to say, Greg, yes, I watched it. Fantastic. I did watch it. Cool. So let me try and summarize Moonlight a little bit. Go on. Um, so it's a story of a young uh, African-American uh, guy called Chiron. That's his name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the sort of story spans pretty much like 20 years, would you say? It's about yeah. 20 years. It's three, it? three distinct um, periods of his life. One where he must yeah. be about, I don't know, six? Is he seven, maybe? Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, 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 a, you know he, he's a young kid. The second period... Um, is kind of set when he's maybe like 15, 16, something like that. Yeah. And then the last one is, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a grown man. He must be in his, what, 20s, 30s, something yeah, like that. So like, yeah, um, late 20s, yeah. A young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality whilst experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence, and adulthood. Um, so the kind of beauty of this film is, yeah, as we say, it's three kind of, Key time periods in in uh, Sharon's life. Each time period is is uh, has a name. So the first one is called Little uh, because that's his nickname when he's a young lad. Uh, the, th the second one is as as we said when he's a teenager, and that one is called Sharon. And then the last one uh, it's called Black because that's kind of a nickname that he's picked up along the way. Um, and each key sort of uh, key story is is a it's a kind of key moment for him kind of deal well as that synopsis said kind of dealing with the sexuality um and it's so powerful it really really is um the the f uh, kind of it's hard to kind of summarize it we're gonna have to go into into a bit of detail really so the, yeah. the first story uh, with little he um he's kind of taken under the wing of uh this this drug dealer and beautifully played by Mahershala Ali um and his his partner um played by no, um ah Janelle Monáe. Yeah, Janelle Monáe, of course it is. A tight rope. Yeah, a tight rope. Mark loves Janelle Monáe. I think she's great. I mean, I'm glad now she's not wearing a bloody penguin suit, but yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. But also, you know, the story's about him dealing with his sexuality, but it's also about his relationship with his mum, played by amazingly by Naomi Harris, isn't it? Yeah, yes, who we know, obviously, from Bond and... From Bond, from 28 Days Later, from... She's in some of the parts of the Caribbean films. She's she's well, she's quite unrecognisable in this, I think. She's playing she, she, well. She, she's playing a drug addict mom. Yeah, and she's very. Well, she plays his mom, who's who's basically a crack addict. Yeah, mm. you don't recognise if when someone says to you that's Naomi Harris. I, I mean, first thing I was like, what really? Because I mean, she, I don't know whether she must have lost a load of weight to look more like a look like a crack addict. addict. I don't know, but she's yeah. very convincing and you know complete unrecognizable American accents as well. Obviously she's British. I think she was, she was just superb. I think she got, she got a nomination at least for supporting actor. actor. Oh, right. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so it, it's again, it's hard to kind of say much more about it because each story is completely different. So as I say, the first, the first story is a really, you know, he's, he's maybe eight, eight years old and he's starting to kind of uh, understand 
about sexuality a little bit. Um, you know, there's some derogatory terms thrown towards him, and he he kind of his new father figure is Mahershala Ali's character. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. In it, um, um, he's Juan. Uh, Okay, that. Um, so, so, the, and there's a really nice sort of relationship built up there. The second story, when he's a teenager, it's his kind of first like sexual, like sexual experience with with a male. Um, but it's also dealing with kind of the dis- discrimination in his mm-hmm. school and the bullying. There's one particular bully, and there's there's a certain thing that happens, and when it happens, I literally cheered. Um, yeah. do you know what I mean with the chair yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I cheered but then also as soon as it happens it's an aftermath like, oh, isn't it something bad you know it's all gonna something bad's really gonna happen um, and then the kind of last story is about him in his later life and again I don't really want to give too much away but he's he's sort of um, repressed his is is kind of his his feelings and his well you know his, his true sort of feelings his true kind of sexuality and things like that and I found that that section the saddest because it's it's it was very very you know considering we've kind of grown to know him at this point you kind of felt he's like unrecognizable definitely yeah definitely and he's really trying to be something he's not um, so that's kind of the story in a nutshell the things I really liked about it it was. What it did was it made you, it did a lot in a short space of time where a lot of other films would quite clumsily, you know, like essentially covers like 20, 30 years. And a lot yeah. of other films would quite clumsily do it. You know, things like, things that jump to mind are like Blow, the Johnny Depp film, which sure. covers like, you know, well, I think that covers like 60 years. Not a bad film, but it's like, you know, they changed his haircut to make him a younger person. And, and yeah. it was just all very clumsy and and just a little bit like, don't know lacking whereas this one considering you know we probably spend half an hour in each in each key time frame we felt like we really knew knew Chiron you know in, in such yeah sort of space of time which was brilliant what a really clever thing that the filmmakers do is there's a lot of like point of view shots I don't know if you picked up on those where like the cat basically it's like the camera's directly looking at somebody oh, and, and his it feels like his mum shouting yeah, at exactly, him especially his mum shouting yeah. at him um and it makes it, you know, it makes him feel very vulnerable. Other films do that, like um, uh, Silence of the Lambs do it, does it a lot with, with like Clarice to feel like people are really kind of like assessing yeah. her. Um, but it, it really does show that vulnerability. And you just kind of feel, as soon as we meet Sharon, you just feel sorry for him. From the, you know, literally from, from the minute you, you kind of meet him. Um, and there's just this kind of like melancholy tone throughout the entire film. You're just waiting for something bad to happen to him. Even when things start going right, some, you just know something bad's going to happen. And, and especially in the last section, and I, I'm not going to give any spoils away whether something bad happens or not, but you are just waiting for it the entire time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I don't, part of me, I don't know whether that was, part of the film's downfall or not i don't get me wrong i absolutely loved it i thought it was brilliant but i was kind of a bit on edge and a bit uneasy throughout the entire thing just waiting for the next bad thing to happen <laughs> i don't know whether i really fully kind of settled into it do you know what i mean yeah um yeah but amazing performances all around naomi harris is incredible mahershal ali is brill and all three of the actors who play Sharon in his in his different time periods do it absolutely beautifully. So yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I think the, you've got the the main the main character being you know uh, African American son of a drug addict um, in Miami, and that's you know it's a main character that you know in big 
films just you don't get stories about people like him and yeah. it's but and it's such the way it immerses you and the way it tells you tells the story in those three parts everything about his the later years of his life tracks back to the way he was brought up or rather wasn't brought up mm, yeah. and he he was he, he was neglected and unloved and fended for himself even at that young age and yeah, all you want to do, you're watching the film and you want to put your arms through the screen and throw your arms around this lad. Yeah. Which, why it's so amazing that Joanne, the, the drug dealer who kind of takes him under his wing and he does that mm. and it's it's so warm and you can't agree with sort of the way he makes his living, but he is the kind, most kind-hearted person yeah. to do that. And he sort of like, in a way, he is you, really. Yeah, <laughs> As you're no, watching, definitely. sort of, he sort of takes yeah. that role. But everything about that first act has a consequential effect on him and who he is in the yeah. second act. And then yeah. there's things that happen in that second act that have a consequence for how he ends up in the third act. And it's mm. just, even though it's, you know, very dramatic sort of the things that happen to him, it's all so such an incredible sort of believable story that I don't know. It just just felt so real and just fit, feels like feels like you're there. And I, I, it's just it it it. I like the fact as well where you got three acts and in between them you've got to kind of fill in the gaps yourself, haven't you? With you know, yeah. gets the second act and it's like okay, a few big things have changed. It doesn't explain why really. It's yeah. it just it just has and you kind of piece it all together and you've got to make up for yourself in your mind what's Sharon been through in that time between act one and act two and in that time yeah. between act two and act three and you know they could be whole films in themselves i'm sure but it's yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's just phenomenal yeah it's lovely we were saying yesterday again it, it we like we were texting about it and it's like it deliberately doesn't tell you particular things you've got to work it out for you for yourself yeah but we're saying i like that i like that it doesn't kind of just hand you everything you've got to kind of think about you've got to do a bit mm. of detective work yourself yeah. because you're not you know it, it doesn't treat us like idiots do you know what no I mean? no uh yeah absolutely. brilliant brilliant um so greg would you say that uh, Moonlight. Would you say it is uh, The Empire Strikes Back or Kangaroo Jack? I'd say The Empire Strikes Back. Would you agree? <laughs> I think I would agree with. <laughs> Tell you me about that. Kangaroo Where Jack, just see... to sort of tease me, just to just to sort of. Uh... Um, I can't say I remember much about it. It's a kangaroo. <laughs> All right. It's called Jack. <laughs> cool, and it rhymes with uh, back. <laughs> with back from The Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Um, where can we see this film, Greg? Uh, you have to rent it. I, I actually, I went, I went in and I went to rent it and thought, actually, sorry, I'm buying this because I, I, nice. I, I loved it that much first time I saw it. So three pound fifty if you want to rent it. Usual services. That's six pound if you want to buy it. Yeah. This is the news. Yes. Yes, it is the news, Greg. It is. Excellent. Okay. Not tons of news, but uh, first one. Do you remember us talking a few weeks ago about they're making the Matilda musical into a film? Yeah, the Tim, Min- Tim, Minchin, Tim mentions Matilda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But it is a film. It's not just like a state, you know, filmed stage show. They're turn, turning it into a film. Well, the big news is Emma Thompson is playing Miss Trunchbull. 
Yeah, I saw this actually, and yeah, yeah. okay, cool. I'm, I'm she, she's right going right. from um, Professor Tree, what's she called? Professor Trelawney. Trelawney to Trunchbull. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Nanny McPhee to Trunchbull. Yeah, and she can. Nanny McPhee, isn't she? Yeah, she's uh, she's safe pair of hands, Emma Thompson, isn't she? Yeah, we, uh, definitely. What was the thing we saw her in recently? Uh, which we found oh, the, uh, oh, the Christmas last Christmas. Last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was questionable. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I'm cool. I'm looking forward to. It. I've not seen the stage show, and I'd love to see it. The film, mm. as we've spoken about before, it's. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. Love Roald Dahl stuff, but and I trust Tim Minchin with it. I, I know the film, the stage show has been so successful, and it's yeah. the music's supposed to be incredible. So, cool. Um, Did yeah. you see he released a legit album like before Christmas? Tim mentioned it. Not like a comedy album. Just oh, really? A album. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was fine. I listened to it. It was like, yeah, like soft rock. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, okay. Um, okay. Cool. What else? Uh, okay. Thor, Love and Thunder. Taika. Okay, so this is Taika's. So this is Thor 4, the follow-up yep. to Thor Ragnarok, again directed by Taika Waititi. So we already know the cast is, is massive. Yep. Uh, obviously, Chris Hemsworth back, Natalie Portman's back, yep. Tessa Thompson's back. Um, but, uh, well, we, we know now that the villain is going to be played by Christian Bale. Which is fantastic! Wow, really, really okay. big casting, really big casting. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy are already because they're filming in Australia, so they're starting filming like now. A lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy have arrived in Australia uh, a couple of weeks ago to do their parts because obviously, if we remember at the end of Endgame, Thor kind of catches a ride with the uh, the Guardians, doesn't he? Yeah. Ah, um, oh, is that what happened? Thor. Oh yeah, of course yeah. he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, but the uh, the latest thing is that Matt Damon is in it. He's signed oh, up wow. to be in it, so we don't we don't know if this is going to be a, a little cameo again. Because if you remember, we had to point wow. out to you. Yeah, uh, in Thor Ragnarok, Matt Damon does a little cameo as as Loki in the the play that's going on. It'd so be... we don't know if this is going to be another sort of silly cameo or or if he's legit kind of in the film. It'll be funny if they um, take if he's the same character who was playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he was that same Asgardian yeah. who's now. Yeah. Yeah. What they should do is like you should be watching another play of like it should be like Endgame, you know the play of Endgame, and it'll be it'll be playing like Thanos or something. Definitely. <laughs> cool. Well funny. Yeah. So I'd... yeah, I, I I'm just so excited. It's it's regardless. I just love Takeaway T. So it's uh, well, it's, it's going to be great. But it, well, it'll also it's nice for um, the what do they call it the the Infinity Saga. It's like nice for fans of the Infinity Saga. To kind of have that continuity into whatever happens next in the yeah. MCU, you know what I mean? Because mm, when you look definitely. at a lot of the, when you look at the like roster or, for want of a better word, of films that are coming up, it's all apart from that. It's quite unfamiliar, isn't it? When you look at everything that's coming, yeah. Up, it's like quite, yeah. it's the Eternals. It's the you Eternals. Know. We've got like there's the second Doctor Strange film, but again, people still aren't that kind of. He they, down with Doctor Strange. It's maybe a bit too weird for, yeah. for the people from the MCU to get on. And, and they never quite um, tied him in, did they? I mean, he, he sort of he was all really. peripherals, but he never he he never played a um, a significant role in any of the other films that weren't the Doctor Strange film. If that makes sense, really. No, well, he, he kind of did in Infinity War because of the whole time stone stuff. But yeah. it all, I, I kind of felt like. He's had one film. It didn't do amazingly well. 
yet he was quite a, a vital role in that in Infinity War. So I was I was I was kind of like I was like he didn't deserve that much screen time. Do you know what I mean? The others have put mm. in their time. Do you know what I mean? But whatever. Uh, which actually reminds me the um, the first set pictures have been released because they're filming the the, sp- the third Spider Man at the minute. Yeah, and the first set. Pictures have, have been like leaked online, and it's it's set it's set at Christmas, or part of it's set at Christmas at least. So you can see uh, the streets of New York, air quotes, are yeah. um, are all snowy. So this got me thinking. So you've got Spider Man Homecoming, yeah, Spider Man Far From Home. I think this is going to be something like Spider Man Home for the Holidays, or so, you know something like yeah. that. That's what it's going to be called. Yeah. yeah. Putting it out there. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. I've been playing some more Miles Morales today. Just love it. Nice. Nice. Productive day. Um, final bit of news. And again, I do apologize. A lot of kind of superhero news. Uh, but I felt like this was quite important to note because I think it's ridiculous. So remember us talking about the Snyder Cut yes. of the Justice League. Yeah. So the original thing was that it was going to be four hour, uh, sorry, a, a four part saga with each episode being an hour ish yeah. yeah yeah they scrap that it's a four hour film yeah head in hands there thank you for that Gregory the thing is right the thing that winds me up about this like Zack Snyder isn't that good a director look at his previous films some of them have been good I like Dawn of the Dead I like 300 but I wouldn't want to watch a four-hour, 300 film. Do you know what I mean? Four times 300. A 1,200. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ha bit of, bit yeah. of maths humour there. Gotcha. Um, yes. Like a lot of the other stuff he's done has been crap. And even though kind of the whole thing with the with the the, the original release to the Justice League, Zack Snyder directed some of it, Joss Whedon took over and did some other bits, but the film was, was crap and it didn't perform well. It didn't make a lot of money, like, you know, didn't make the money that they wanted it to make. So why is the, why is a four hour version of that film gonna do any better? Well you only have to you only have to look <laughs> at it look at the Irishman. I mean it's well, exactly it just, I've still no I'd rather not I've not well, that's it. it. It's it's such a barrier to people watching films. I will watch any 90 minute film on a whim. If someone tells me you should watch this it's pretty good. Yeah. 90 minutes yeah fine that's like no mm. no bother and push towards two hours you, you know it, for me to watch anything approaching three hours i have to be really excited to see it yeah, it has to be yeah. it has to be properly sold to me so what a dumb move and how undisciplined and indulgent yeah, yeah. self-indulgent that's it's gonna like, what stupid yeah, no, it, it, re- it really is if it was if it was the, the like a little mini series I probably would have give it a go if I'm yeah. honest with you, but I'm not going to sit and watch four hours, and I'm probably and I'm not going to watch a film and split it up into into chunks. And I know kind of that's what the point of the mini series was, but for me, I kind of get the feeling that it would have had logical endings uh, yes, to each, yeah. e- each each again air quotes episodes. But now I just don't think it will. So nah, ridiculous. <sighs> Fans need to stop asking for stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That was the news. I feel annoyed. Yeah.
You took the short path. You cheated, Diana. That is the truth. That is the only truth, and truth is all there is. But I would have won if you didn't. But you didn't. You cannot be the winner because you are not ready to win. And there is no shame in that. So this weekend, Gregory and I watched the new Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 1984. Um, and we kind of planned it so we were both watching it roughly around the same time, weren't we? Yeah, um, and it largely And worked. we were sending each... Yeah, largely worked until my son woke up and I had to go and set them down and, and then just gave up and was in bed by... 10 past 10 on Friday night, which was actually, in hindsight, absolutely beautiful. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we sent each other some voice notes throughout of just initial thoughts when particular things happen. I don't think there's any, there's a couple of little spoilers, maybe. So just kind of uh, yeah. bear that in mind. While and you, we're playing right. these. And you're, but, you uh, could, you edit it and smooth it out a bit, David. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so this is Wonder Woman 1984. Watching uh, Wonder Woman 1984, two minutes in, uh, bad effects and bad accents. Okay, I've started. Well, seasoned warriors, Diana. Where's she supposed to be from? I thought she's from like, an island by the Amazon. I'm not sure if I've got the right thing on. I think it, I think I, I think I put a total wipeout on. on the train. You took the short path. I wonder if that's going to come up again about cheating and cutting corners hmm. so tell me this like you know from the first one obviously like when she's at work in sort of more modern day and she gets the thing off um, bruce wayne is is she is she like ageless like because obviously it's set world war one the first one like 1918 this is set 1984 so are we supposed to know that the whole thing about her is once she's an adult, she doesn't get older. Uh, I, or what? Uh, yeah. I'm guessing it's a different child actor to the first one as well, because of aging. I like how very, very like Superman it is. Like you know, the Richard Donner, like seventy Superman. I know this is the 80s but it's very very like it's taken a lot of influence from that just gonna pause it there uh yeah it's it's the same child actor which i find quite amazing okay i filmed it two years on but yeah you're absolutely right about that superman thing it's like it was yeah. felt so sort of stylized like the 80s it had quite a, it had quite a really nice sort of aesthetic to it didn't it yeah definitely yeah it's really well done just to reiterate the um effects really are quite poor so I like this uh, kind of little wish thing. It's like the Twilight Zone. Stop rolling your eyes at me, woman. I'm quite looking forward to seeing how this plays out with Kristen Wiig's character, of whether she is already the bad guy, or and this, or whether this is like a genuine personality of her being this innocent, ditzy, clumsy thing, and she's going to turn into anyway. It was the latter. Oh, I get it. She's making a wish, and the wish is going to come true, but not as she knows it. I get it. Yeah, that's weird. We've all just had a discussion that, like in loads of these films, we have just had a discussion. 
shove some glasses on someone and frizzy hair and it automatically makes them a geek apparently it's like michelle pfeiffer in batman returns mm-hmm. yeah so uh oh, and hathaway in princess diaries yeah pedro pascal coolest guy in the world oh yeah he's um over enough game of thrones isn't he <laughs> Uh, fun fact, there was a 2011 uh, Wonder Woman TV pilot that never aired, and he was in that. <laughs> Basically just in the old, um, I wish, I, okay, you get one wish. Okay, I wish for a thousand wishes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like James A. Caster thing. You can't do that. Okay, I wish for a thousand genies. <laughs> Chris Pine, absolutely rocking a bum bag. So in the comics, Wonder Woman has an invisible plane. Um, It's very lazy. Oh, no. She's suddenly decided she can make the plane invisible just with the hands. Okay. Right. I don't get it. How does she know it worked? (laughs) She can't see that it's invisible. Why not? John Cena's plane. Are they going to join the Mile High Club? Oh, oh, Kristen Wiggs running. You could almost say she's running like a cheetah. They've got an invisible plane. Yet, they landed somewhere and then taken a long car journey. Well, they're in a desert. Up with Maxine. Let's be practical. There's going to be a thing at the end where all the wishes have to be undone and that also means Steve disappearing as well. So she has to put up with the heartbreak of losing Steve again, but also everything else going back to normal. Surprise, surprise. And this is the point where your son Ben was quite unsettled and so you guys decided to abandon the film for the evening, didn't you? Uh, (laughs) So so what I carried on doing was I carried on sending you voice notes, which you weren't listening to for spoiler reasons, but I just sent you them anyway, so... This is me. Yeah. Ca- this is me carrying on what talking talking into my phone with no responses. Quite well choreographed. Quite well choreographed uh, fight scenes towards the end. Enjoy this. Oh, and now she can full on fly. That gold costume is ridiculous. She looks like one of the fembots on Austin Powers. <laughs> oh God, he's done the evil laugh. <laughs> so. Overall, I thought it was all right. Um, it's quite cliched, and but I quite enjoyed the sort of exploring the idea of what if everyone had a wish for whatever they want. Um, well, yeah, it was all right. I preferred it marginally more than the first one. So I think I pick up now. Yeah, I think I'd one more. Maybe if oh, did you? Oh, sorry. and I hope they don't make a third, but they probably will. Yeah, then fast forward to Sunday night, I think. Yeah, so two days later, we got around to finishing it. Here we go. This is my ramblings. Back on Wonder Woman. Um, I'm quite enjoying the kind of madness that's going on, like when people's wishes are all coming true. The lasso does more than make you tell the truth. It makes you see the truth. It's making stuff up as they go along. Seems all very convenient, isn't it? Flying, she's just my voice is very quiet now. I think I was putting my kids to bed. Okay. Down. Is she flying or falling with <laughs> style? 
And she definitely can't do that in Batman vs Superman, which is set later. This film's dumb. She's catching the air, man. She's she's feeling it. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> so she's in the new armor. It's like a like a tinsel angel. You might make it like nursery <laughs> at the top of your tree. Looks rubbish. Like if um, Falcon, not Falcon, Vulture and C-3PO had an affair. And <laughs> that was the love child. And now Barbara in a full cheetah garb. She's a cross between Bowie in a Labyrinth and a Thundercat. Like an 11-year-old girl who's just had a free reign over New Look. <laughs> So when he's granting everyone's oh, wishes... I knew yeah, this was going to yeah. happen at the end. <laughs> when he's granting everyone's wishes and it all goes to shit, it's basically Bruce Almighty. Oh, shit, yeah. I knew I recognised it, yeah. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that. This is, like, really familiar. I'm so glad we're doing Moonlight this week. I'm just watching it again. I forgot how <laughs> fucking incredible it is. Oh, did I not give a did I not give a full like an overview? No. So, do you want to give us an overview? No. That was. I mean, <laughs> we'll probably have chopped some of that out to make it. A yeah, little, I can imagine we cut some. A little of those bit more down. entertaining. Um, but yeah, that was your live watch with us, I suppose. Yeah. Said my live. Wonder Woman. Wonder yeah. Woman of Wonder Woman, 1984. Um, yeah, it, it was fine. To be honest, I wasn't. I mean, we said this the other week. I wasn't massively thrilled of the first woman, uh, first woman, <laughs> the first Wonder Woman, and I just feel like it, it's just an extension of that. Yeah. Bits I liked of kind of what I said in that. It reminded the at least the first maybe twenty minutes reminded me a lot of like the Richard Donner Superman films from the seventies and eighties, which you know were very charming. Let's put it that way. And I really like her um, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. She and and uh, Diana as uh, you know her street name. Yeah. Um, but I just, I was a bit underwhelmed by it all, to be honest. So I think it was promising to be this like really groundbreaking film, especially like, you know, it's called 1984 for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. called 1984 just because it's set in 1984. We yeah. get it. You know, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't this like really <laughs> smart film. It, it really wasn't at all. So yeah. Yeah. It, it was dumb. There were a lot of things that just did not make sense. Um, yeah. Bit underwhelmed to be honest. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not sure how how much I rate Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Um, I mean, I find it quite. I, I do find it quite wooden. I, mean, I don't. I didn't get drawn into her as a character. I mean, maybe it's the backstory of Wonder Woman. I just find it a bit meh. I don't know. It's mm. it doesn't. I like mm. her because although Batman vs Superman was terrible, she was the best thing about it, and especially when she first like appears as as wonder woman and, and like has you know there's a battle scene and things like that it's re it's actually really well done and it's like you know it's pretty cool seeing her so i think that's kind of resonated with me and i've carried that along with me mm. throughout okay greg so would you say wonder woman 1984 is monty python the holy grail or shark tale you can't give me a film as good as that as the <laughs> i'm obviously i can't possibly no uh, i mean <sighs> Do you know what a better... Yeah, okay, fine. Short tail. I don't care. Short tail. <laughs> Do you know what a good indicator is? I mean, I like doing this. Is it this or is it that? Yeah. 
But an, a, good, a good sort of rule of thumb is, would I watch it again? The answer is no. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I really, the thing, I liked, quite like Pedro Pascal in it because I think he's really captivating in like most of the things he does. He's, um, but even him, it just didn't didn't kind of draw me in. He's Chilean, isn't he? I think so, yeah. But I think he was like, he's Chilean, but he, he lived in America like most yeah. of his life. Cool dude, man. Where can we watch this film, Greg? It's like a ridiculous amount to rent everywhere now. Yeah. 16 quid anywhere where you can rent films. It's not worth 16 quid, this film. I'll just tell you all now. PG Tips. So this week's PG Tips, So Solid You, is a 2014 epic, I'm going to use that word, Greg, epic. It's epic, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, animated film, The Lego Movie. Yes. <laughs> so well, I'm going to jump in here, Greg. So yeah. This film is directed by Chris Lord and Phil Miller, yeah. who um, were heavily, heavily involved in what film? Do you know? Uh, 21 Jump Street? Well, yes. Spider-Man? Yes. So they, uh, didn't, they didn't direct... Uh, basically, they, they wrote uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. I think okay. you can just tell. You can yeah. just tell, can't you? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, cool. And yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, you've got... I think by this time, 2014, where was the Lego... Obviously... The Lego franchise, not franchise. Well, yeah, it's a franchise, really, in in that it it just started to sort of take off in terms of it was incorporating other stuff like yeah, uh, yeah. D- DC. I think yeah, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars. They, Star Wars. They've been Lego's doing been that for a while. They've Star, been doing that for it, Star yeah. Wars. They've been around for a long time. Harry Potter. Maybe. But I mean, they were sort of expanding further and further and sort of delving into more and more stuff. Uh, yeah. I think. Certainly, certainly going in with the more more the Batman stuff. Just, I guess, just doing more and more of it. And Lego, I don't, as it's had a huge brand boost. I can't, can't, can't can't put my finger on whether it's been on the back of this Lego movie or whether it's all before. But also all the video games that have come with it as well. So yeah, me and my lad played the Lego City uh, game on the PlayStation quite a lot. He absolutely loves that. Um, But you know, you've got countless sort of Lego games um, over time. And they've just had this sort of big brand expansion, I guess, over the last decade, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And part of that is, you know, I guess Warner Brothers going, right, let's make a bloody Lego movie film. Lego movie. <laughs> let's make a Lego movie. <laughs> Call it the Lego <laughs> Call it the Lego movie. And draw but, in. You know, but do you know what, though? I think that title just sums the whole <laughs> film up and how self-aware it is. Which will completely go over kids' heads, but the fact that it's called the Lego Movie, yeah, and it just doesn't take itself seriously. It's very, very meta, isn't it? I think well, the whole ending well, of the film speaks for that, doesn't it? But that's, I mean, that's it. This they've managed to maintain the whole way through the last ten, however long, as part of their branding. This, this sort of same sort of self-awareness, playful humour, this, you yeah. know, never taking itself too seriously, but also that thing that's on the box that always says, you know, 4 to 94 or whatever, 4 to 99 yeah, yeah. or whatever sort of thing, yeah. literally for all ages. 
yeah. they do it with this film and it must have been part yeah. of the brief is like this film has to be exactly like it says on the box spanning all ages and it absolutely yeah. does and they pull in in incredible voice casts you got a sort of like yeah. um chris chris pratt uh, Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Banks, um, you know you, Liam Neeson's in there, Morgan Freeman's in there, Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill. You, you, you've got all the sort of like little sort of cameos and stuff as well. It's it's just it's crazy. It's absolutely bonkers. Yeah. But yeah. as the premise unravels through, as the film goes on, which I, I think that's very very much not worth spoiling. I think yeah. for people who haven't seen. Um, the Lego movie because it, it, about sort of halfway through maybe there's a reveal of yeah. what of what's going on but it all makes wonderful sense and actually yeah. so much of it tracks back to all the earlier parts in the film it's like oh okay I see what's yeah I see when they went over <laughs> through there that's right yeah. okay and that's all oh, that box over there that's where they were you know and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, very very clever a wonderful wonderful script and just joyful and just lifts you and it's got it really is it it, it's got again it's got everything you want the kids are gonna love it because it's very silly and it's a lot of action and all the colors and the voice cast really funny but adults are gonna love it because there's so many in jokes it's very meta it's 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 just hilarious like genuinely (laughs) funny like it it's it's probably one of the funniest films made ever made <laughs> really when you, when you break it down it really is it's absolutely yeah. hilarious and i love how i also just love the animation itself is incredible because there's some points where you think is that is that is it stop motion is it just actually you know they've done it with lego but it's not it's just so beautifully animated yeah you can even see like thumbprints on ah, some of the blocks yeah yeah, yeah. which who thinks to do that? It's the detail, like, oh, brilliant. The level of detail yeah, the when detail. you look when you look at the landscape um, and you know the city or, or cityscape rather, should I say? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And you, like, I was looking into depths, going, have they actually like planned the bricks out here of how they're going? Yeah. They have. They've sort of digitally. Yeah. They have digitally built everything. Yeah. Here's um, a little clip of Chris Pratt, aka Star Lord, aka what's he called in this? Um, what's his name? Emmett. Uh, Emmett. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, apartment. Good morning, doorway. Morning wall. Morning ceiling. Good morning, floor. Ready to start the day. Ah, here it is. Instructions to fit in. Have everybody like you and always be happy. Step one, breathe. Okay, got that one down. Step two, greet the day's smile and say, Good morning, city! Step three, exercise. Jumping jacks, hit them. One, two, three. I am so pumped up. Step four, shower. And always be sure to keep the soap out of your ass. Shave your face. Comb your hair. (laughs) Wear clothes. Almost forgot that one. No, no, uh uh-uh, no, not that wrong. And that's it, Jack. And some of the visual gags wouldn't have worked there, but um, on podcast. Yeah. But if you, if you imagine um, a Lego character trying to do jumping jacks, and yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny for for one of them. But it's just like every in in every sort of piece of dialogue, there's something funny, there's something to laugh yeah. at, and it's really yeah, really definitely. clever. And I, th- I think it it speaks for itself that it's da- it, you know it, it's uh, it's spawned a sequel 
and two spin-offs in so you got Lego what, Batman movie six years. You got well, so you got the direct sequel to Lego Movie Two. You've got Lego Batman movie, and Ninjago. then they made a Nin- Ninjago, didn't they? And two, and technically they made a Playmobil film, <laughs> which essentially rips off this one. Yeah, it's not Lego. But no, no, yeah, yeah. cool. That was meant to be terrible. I think. I think. So. I mean, uh, yeah, they've not. They've tried so hard to keep up with the Lego sort of brand expansion, but yeah, they're yapping at the heels of Lego, aren't they? Yeah, the uh, biggest producer of tires in the world ah you know yes. what it is lego yeah yeah i knew that yeah. lego <laughs> that's cool yeah i, that, I love that bit well, of lego gonna, movie it's not gonna be anything it's not gonna be anything yeah, else is it no. we're talking about lego movies <laughs> you, you know the whole thing about the fact that he's got no inspiration and he goes in there and it's like go on make you know about being a create a master creator yeah, or something yeah, yeah. Like that. master this, builder master builder, builder yeah and he's going, going around going oh don't well no i need this I need four wheels, and that because and it's and it's just that self awareness of like so many people go to Lego. What do you want to? What are you going to make? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to make a car. Right, I need I need four <laughs> wheels. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's yeah, very clever, very Amazing. very clever. Yeah. Where can you watch this film, Greg? It's on Sky Movies at the moment, and uh, you can rent it. Sky Movies now TV, and you can rent it from other places, Amazon, etc. You know, Apple TV, three forty nine. We get it. Jingle. A critic. Everyone's a critic, baby. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. So for this week's Everyone's a Critic, we have good friend of the show, Mark, sending us his review. And here it is. Hey up boys, I've got a little film review for you. So uh, me and Holly have uh, recently just finished the new season of The Mandalorian and this kind of inspired us to go back and watch the films. And the last one that we've just watched was the original Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, I just think that the the whole concept is absolutely mental. I mean, it's bizarre that firstly someone came up with this concept. Secondly, someone gave them a load of money to actually make it. And then thirdly, it, it became such a big hit. And I do think the film holds up. I mean, sure, the acting is a little bit wooden, the sound design isn't brilliant, the, the, the visual effects are a bit cheesy, but in general, the film does hold up, the story holds up. I'm not really one for older films, but having watched this in amongst the, the newer ones, um, it doesn't feel out of place, and I think that's testament to it. I think it's great how they've written the new films as well into the, 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 the whole storyline, and it all kind of links in perfectly. Um, this film was Harrison Ford's big break, of course, and he went on to have a pretty amazing career. It's a shame that's not the case for the others. Um, this film is, it was rather groundbreaking for the time in terms of the concept and, and the production of it and the things that you see on screen, you know, things that people had never seen before. Uh, and lastly, uh, of course, I think the music is exquisite. Uh, John Williams is someone I, I, I've almost kind of like put to one side for a while, you know, in place of the more modern composers. Hans Zimmer, Michael Giacchino, but but watching this film has really reminded me of how amazing he is as a composer and what an epic score this film has. So they're my thoughts, and I would love to know what you boys think of this absolute classic. So um, I thought halfway through that, I thought, is he even going to speak about the music? And thank God, <laughs> of course um, he was. Yeah. You know what's so funny? Last week we had Hattie saying about Game Night, and I was like, oh, I watched Game Night the other night. And Mark's <laughs> just come out with a uh, new hope. 
Oh, it's a new hope the other day. Fantastic. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Brilliant. Wonderful. Do you know what's interesting for me? We can't really, we can't really, I don't want to say tons on this because obviously we're going to need to do a Star Wars episode somewhere down the line, aren't we? Yeah. And it's it's funny one for me. It's, it's the great thing about Star Wars is it, it's a Western, essentially, isn't it? It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a Western in space, which is quite, and, that, and it's that, you know, Mark alluded to it. It's that sort of bizarre concept that um, someone came up with and that obviously Lucas came up with and then he's, you know, he managed to get the backing for it and he just kind of went with it. And it's amazing. Did he, had he written the first three when he made the first one? I don't know, actually. I think, I think maybe he had the outline of where it was going, but I don't think he'd actually written them. Yeah. You know, like, so, so it's, this is one of these funny things where I, um, I'm I'm not a, I'm not sort of a geek like you in the sort of <laughs> like you. I didn't you know I grew up with Star Wars around me but I wasn't never bothered about Star Wars I mean I think I, I yeah I had a, I had my, my mate Will was well into Star Wars remember that and I remember being around his house and he had the I think it was like the 1998 sort of remasters. That and, he, and it, yeah, and I remember I remember putting it on when I was going around. I was never really sort of into it, and it wasn't into till my little brother Elliot when the prequel trilogy came out, mm. and he was just the age to get drawn into all that, and he absolutely loved yeah. it. And I can remember him having all the toys and stuff like that, and I kind of like got drawn into like getting into all that with him. But it wasn't really until it was um, just before. Force Awakens came out and I was like, right, well, I'm going to have to get on board with this again and sort of go back and watch them all. So I did. I went back and watched the first three. Didn't do, I've not, I've not done the prequel trilogy since it came out. I don't think yeah, and yeah. because I don't think it really counts almost, but I went, <laughs> so I went to watch, um, so, you know, episode four, five and six and yeah. absolutely loved it. And I kind of have that sense of, oh, I've kind of been missing out on all this sort of, yeah. sort of at the time, it's like 25 plus years of my life, really. Yeah. And it is, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. I can see it's completely, it's a, it, it's whether you like Star Wars or not, it's ripple effect. Is It's ingrained in so much of sort of our culture and, you yeah, know, definitely all, all around us. And, you know, you can't really sort of escape that. It's it's pretty awesome. If you if you, if you're not into sci-fi, there's still a lot to enjoy there yeah. with the sci- sci-fi yeah. side. But also, if you're not into the films, you've just got to appreciate the cultural impact that that whole saga has had, and that's even before it's Disney got its hands on it. You know, I I often compare it to the Beatles. You, you think about like the Beatles spawned everything. Music wise, yeah. Well, Star Wars spawned everything film wise. Like, like, really, you can't. The there's it's hard to explain. Yeah. You can't imagine a world without the Beatles. Mm, that's getting into a questionable movie. Um, but you yeah. can't imagine like like this, similarly though. You can't imagine a world without Star Wars, and it's it's ridiculous. It's funny you say about like if you don't like if you don't like sci-fi, there's still a lot to take from it. I um. So as we've said countless times on the podcast, my I've, my, I've got my uh, my sister-in-law and her two kids living with us at the minute, and my nephew Calvin's thirteen, and he's he's I think he I took him to the cinema to watch maybe Force Awakens when it came out or a, one of the the newer ones, and he liked it, but he he hadn't really watched any of the others. So I said, right, well while you, while you're still here living with us, we're going to do this, all the Star Wars films, but we're going to do them in release order, so we're going to watch A New Hope first. So put it on the other night. 
um, and there was all uh, you know me, Max, and then my sister-in-law and her two kids watching the film. And it finished, and I turned around, and looked at him, and was like, "What did you think?" And he went, "Yeah, it's all right. It's a bit boring." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? You what?" He was like, "Yeah, it's all right. It's fine." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm really, like genuinely, really let down. But then my sister-in-law Louise, who I thought would absolutely hate it, went, "I really liked it. I thought it was great. How many are there?" <laughs> Do you know what? Interest. I think for the first three, the pace now seems re- the pace of them seems really slow. And I yeah. think that's what's happened is, I mean, no disrespect to Calvin and other yeah. people his age, but, you know, these younger generations now, they are on sort of instant gratification, so like yeah. low, yeah, short yeah, attention yeah. span, the TikTok age of something yeah. new now, something new now, something new now. And I, I, I don't think films like that would have been successful with release now because the, the, if you think of the mainstream films that are big now, yeah. they are high energy, uh, boom, boom, boom. Now something else has happened. Now something else has happened. Yeah. Now something else. Yeah. Almost to a point where you find it hard to keep up, but actually that's what works for them. Yeah, which makes me question how well Dune uh, is going to do because, and we said this before, Dune influenced Lucas when he was making Star Wars. So unless they've kind of adapted it for a modern, more modern era to kind of hit that, mm. you know, something happening every five minutes or something. Yeah. I, I'm not sure younger people are going to really, younger people, I'm 32 next week, <laughs> uh, younger people are going to, uh, you know, actually enjoy it or get it as much. So anyway, but there we go. Wonderful review from Mark. Uh, fantastic. So if you'd like to send a review of any film you've seen and you want us to have a bit of a chat about it, please feel free to send them in for Everybody's a Critic. Or Everyone's a Critic, sorry. <laughs> Everybody. So Christian has messaged us and he said, okay, Greg, your homework is Midnight in Paris. It's an incredible film and you will love it. It is by far Woody Allen's best film. If you don't know much about Woody Allen, please don't Google him till you've watched the film. Love the film first, then Google him. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, this is, yeah, I've seen Midnight in Paris and I, I'll freely admit it's one of my favorite films. Yeah. I, I love it. Really? I think it's very, very charming. Um and it's got the kind of, it's got the, uh, it's definitely got that Woody, uh, early, it's, it's definitely got that kind of 70s Woody Allen feeling to it. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's just lovely. It really is lovely. Again, as Christian said, don't Google him. Oh, uh, no, no. I know um, plenty about Woody Allen. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> for his one, I don't know. We, I, I'm not, not going to pick this apart too much, but I think I, I, I'm very up for speaking about an artist's work and, yeah, keeping it, yeah, you know, he's he's a questionable bloke, but so, you know, so are many. There was um, funny when it all sort of like came out last year, um, like loads of stuff about him. He made this film called New, oh, what's it called? Something about New York, a rainy day in New York, which is Timothy Chalamet, and uh, I can't remember who else that is in it. Well, basically, they ended up sort of like distancing themselves massively from Woody Allen. Yeah. It's kind of got yeah. a virtual sort of like no no release and, you know, Selena Gomez and Jude Law. It's a, yeah, and I, I think the film got panned anyway, uh, generally. Yeah. But yeah, but it's, people sort of... It's, Which it's is weird because he, he, he kind of... He'll, 
it's weird Woody Allen. He's weird anyway, but mm-hmm. he um, he'll sort of release a film that you can tell he's spent a lot of time and effort on. So, for example, Midnight in Paris, because it's it's quite high con, like quite a big concept. Yeah, and then he'll just churn another maybe two films out. Yeah, that he's, it feel like he's just rushed because he de- he tends to release a film every year or every other year. Sure. Which, is is quite a it's quite a feat to be honest. Anyway, back to Midnight in Paris. Do you know anything about this film? I'm guessing it's set in Paris. It, it is okay. Is it set Don't... in the night times? So, part part of it is yes, correct. Is it something to do with time uh, so... travel? We were speaking about it when we did time travel films. Maybe. Don't look any more into it. Okay. Because I I remember when I first watched this film, I knew absolutely nothing about it and just put it on. Yeah. And. It gets to a point, and a certain thing happens. I was like, "Whoa, that kind of completely caught me off guard," and it's just wonderful. In well, in my view, I do, I do thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. So, there you go. It's available now on Amazon Prime. Thanks. Free of charge. Well, not technically. Let's go. Let's go and watch it. Go wait, watch it. Yeah, I look forward to hearing what you got to say. If you want to set us homework for the next few weeks, send us a message. Let us know. On the box. So, Greg, what is on the box this week for you? Well, what are you looking forward to? This is, watch? this is one for people who are listening on release day because you okay. can get there quick. It's on tonight. It's on ITV4 and it's on at 9 pm. It is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, Belty. Yeah. Yes, what a film! What yeah. a choice! What I a actually, choice! I actually, I think I've probably not seen it in you know getting on twenty years. Oh wow! Know. Okay, you, you know what I mean? Because like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I had it on DVD as well. I had one and two on DVD. I just remember liking number two more than number one. Yeah, it's com- they're completely different, aren't they? The, yeah. the first one is this kind of it's, essentially the first one's a horror film because yeah. it, it's it's almost like that kind of Jason Mike. Michael Myers kind of thing, just the stalking, yeah. you know, killer. But then the second one is just a full-on action film. Action film. Can you yeah. imagine? When did the first one come out? Like, uh, sorry, when did the second one come out? Was it like ninety or ninety-one or something like that? Little. I think it was. Um, I want to say ninety-one. You, you got it in front of you. you. I've not. Oh, nice, cool. Um, obviously, we were like two and three at the yeah. time. Yeah. Well, imagine never you, you know you've never seen an action film like this before. Imagine watching that in the cinema. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And actually the, the the special effects as well are just incredible, really. Like the, the, very and they hold up pretty well, yeah. to, be, to be honest. So. Yeah. I've still not seen Rise of the Machines okay. or Salvation. Yeah, they're not good. They're not none of them or, are good. <laughs> or what's Genesis or yeah, Dark Fate. The latest one. It's been four since there's been six Terminator films. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Plus a TV show. There was the Sarah Connor Chronicles, wasn't there? Oh. From like the mid noughties. Anyway, there you go. Okay. Uh, No. It had Lena Headey in it, though. Pre Game of Thrones Lena Headey. As Sarah Connor. Um, I can see the the resemblance yeah Yeah, maybe I can't remember anyway Anyway. so I'm going for 
Saturday night, so tomorrow, 10.55pm on Mm -hmm. ITV, the Scorsese classic, Raging Bull. Ah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's not so much a Saturday night film, if I'm honest, because it's pretty intense. It's very, very intense. You've got two quite full-on choices there, haven't you, for the weekend? Yeah, yeah, not easy. some of them aren't that easy to watch, but uh, yeah, Oscar winning De Niro won an Oscar for this film. Uh, sheer commitment to the role, it's ridiculous. Joe Pesci's wonderful, um, yeah, yeah, pretty surreal at, at points in terms of the boxing, but yeah, yeah. Raging Bull, you've got to have seen it, it's it's fantastic. So there we go, that is what is on the box this week. What's on the box? So, so 33. 33. Dirty tree and a turd. Dirty uh, tree. What's your locked down weekend looking like, Gregory? Couldn't tell you. I've, <laughs> uh, yeah, same old. Just, just you know, just what as the kids say, vibing. Is that what they say? Vibing. Is that what know. they say? I don't oh, know. wow. A pa- new one I heard was uh, my, my, my niece. I was saying, uh, she was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just missing you know, just seeing my mates and having a gaff. I was like, pardon? She's like, a gaff, having a gaff, you know. I was like, no, what the hell do you mean? She's like, <laughs> you know, party, a gaff. I was like, so would you mean going around to someone's house? <laughs> so a, a, a gaff. She was like, yeah, gaff. I was like, you're a <laughs> maniac. <laughs> Lost you're, on me. You're, ha- you're having a house. Um, wow. <laughs> Kids. I'm happy to not understand it. So, have you got birthday yeah. plans? Wait, 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 hang on, which day is your birthday? So, my 26th. birthday it's is Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, so, when's this coming out? Friday. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I'm going to, I think we're going to have like a bit of a Zoom with like yeah. Chris, probably you. Yeah. I'm not invited you yet. Um, but we'll do that like kind of at the weekend. Yeah. So that'll be after next week's episode. Yeah. So no, nothing major on my birthday. Work. Um, cool. Sounds yeah. good. Rock and roll. Rock, Rock and, roll. and roll. Yeah, splendid. Well, yeah, it's, yeah um, there's nothing much. I mean, you know, it's, I, I feel bad. Like, I feel like it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's something you do. It. What are you doing this weekend? I, I, I'm stumped every time, but I'm happily yeah. stumped. Very happily I know. stumped. It is good. I think I, I do the same thing. We'll go to a park. Yep. You know, and take Ben on the swings and let him run around for a bit. We'll go for a walk, take yep. him out on his scooter. He loves his scooter now, which is really cool. Cool. Take the yeah. dog out, obviously. Combine all these as you're only really supposed to go out once. Obviously. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but there you go. That's it. And yeah. I quite like it. As we said on countless weeks, quite like it. Yeah. It's, um, I'm starting to sort of, you know, is the end is sort of coming into sight. Yeah, you know, it's uh, my father in law got his letter to book oh, nice. for his, his jabs like next week. Excellent, that's Excellent. that's quite exciting. I can't I breathe, yeah. we'll breathe a sigh of relief when that happens. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, so oh, so Jane's dad's having his jab, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so that's cool. I mean, so yeah, so we're starting to like tick off the parents now. Phew. <laughs> 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 Phew, whoo, whoo. yeah, few. So we're getting Ready to there. go. Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, spring. It's my. I I hate winter. Like yeah. I, I like the hunkering down sort of side of things, but I love looking forward to spring because it's a bit like. Oh, yeah. 
it's a bit like a Friday afternoon where you like a Friday afternoon where it's not you've not quite finished work, but you know you've yeah. got the whole weekend ahead. Well, I'm yeah. starting to feel like that yeah. sort of feeling of like <laughs> it's still winter, but spring's only around the corner. Then you've got the yeah. whole of the good seasons ahead. Yeah. I love that feeling. I was I was saying like we 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 kind of looking back and people go like, you know we've had a we've had a crap year in 2020 and I was like yeah you know it was bad like obviously it's been horrible but then I was looking at Max I was like I quite liked last summer if I'm yeah. honest with you me and Max and Ben just like in our garden every day in beautiful sunshine loads of booze I'm not, <laughs> fantastic yeah. getting a great time <laughs> I'm not I'm not feel any shame in looking back personally on 2020 quite fondly as a time where mm. and the kids will always remember it as a time where the mum and dad were around so much yeah yeah and yeah like you say just just being as a family and not really needing other people and just sort of like mm. doing your own thing and i've said it several times like taking the pace out of everything and that but you know just we had a, we had some amazing weather <laughs> and yeah. it's just yeah i mean you, you, it's, I don't think there's nothing wrong with seeing the positives in yeah, definitely. bad times, but yeah. Anyway, password. <laughs> Lego? Lego. Yeah? Yeah. Let's so, go with Lego. Send us, yeah, send us just the word Lego or <laughs> or shout the word Lego to us in the street or just, or just send yeah. us a picture of your Lego builds. I made yeah, the, the best Lego builds, yeah. I've got some good ones around the house now. I'm starting to like, it's starting to get to the point where (laughs) when I get them, Jane sort of winces because she doesn't know where I'm going to put it once it's built. So (laughs) I've got, so we've got the Statue of Liberty downstairs, which we built together after we came back from a honeymoon. honeymoon. And we've got like a New York skyline and we've got the Friends set. The Friends set is awesome. So we did that sort of like last New Year. And then this year I've got the International Space Station, which is pretty massive (laughs) itself. So that's like kind of shelf in this room. (laughs) So if I carry on, it's just going to be like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna put this one. I just love building it. It's just mega. Lego. Can't we can't have Lego. I suddenly eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Did um, you pick up on in game night the dog? Did you get the dog reference? Oh well, it wasn't. It, it wasn't intentional. The Monopoly dog. Oh yeah, was it not intentional? No, no. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jesse Plemons' dog looks like the yeah, terrier yeah, from yeah. Monopoly. Apparently, yeah. someone someone on the set mentioned it, and uh, they were oh, like, cool. "Oh yeah." Oh, oh wow. didn't, didn't plan that. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Well, cool. Right. Let's shut up and, you know. Yeah. We've guys, blabbed a lot. <laughs> con- continue to sort of share the podcast. It's uh, it's great to have you listening. Uh, we thoroughly appreciate the support and all the love you give us. Um, but keep sending in your contributions as well because actually the podcast wouldn't be the podcast it is without you guys helping out yeah. helping us out a bit and uh contributing so keep those coming in please 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 you know doesn't it doesn't have to be a profound contribution we just want to know if you've liked stuff or not and yeah yeah definitely brilliant cool have a good week everybody happy birthday joan it's joan's birthday to well oh yeah two days ago. wednesday yeah happy uh, birthday joan love you she's 42 no uh, <laughs> yeah. how does that be weird she, she bloody wishes <laughs> cool thanks for listening guys peace <laughs>